Hello and welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is J.W. Marshall, online learning consultant for MarketScale. We are still here at the TCEA in Austin, Texas. Um, we've got another great uh, podcast lined up for you today. Our guest is Joe Weber. She is the executive chairman at Edlio, um, and they're doing some really great stuff in the uh, website space. Um, we've got a lot of uh, ground we want to cover, but first, uh, let's, uh, we'll let you introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit more about Edlio. Sure. Um, well, thanks, thanks, JW. As you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not originally from these shores, but I, I have been in the US for the last 20 odd years. I, I have a PhD in quantum physics. I was formally educated in the United Kingdom. Um, and I've been living in the Los Angeles area for about the last seven years. Uh, Edlio's been in business for about 20 years, almost 20 years. And it was founded and it still is led by the CEO, Ali Arson. Uh, we're headquartered out of Los Angeles. And uh, we've got, I think, just over 15,000 schools. Wow. Um, it's a fairly significant group. 99% are US based, there's a few outside of the United States, but very heavy penetration into US public, private, charter, and some parochial schools. Wow, and so I think one of the trends we're seeing uh, in this space is this continuous improvement in our communications um, on a number of different levels. Um, so I wanted to start out by uh, just diving, letting you dive into that a little bit more on how, is, how has that changed over time, um, over the last 20 years. Uh, maybe we'll just go to the last couple, but what are some new things we're seeing on how people are communicating and what's driving success of, of these websites? Sure, and it's, it's a great question, JW. And if you think back 20 years, so much has changed. And you know, the early days of websites, um, we would really just be putting a message out. And it was kind of everybody needed, it was almost like a sign on the building. This is yeah. what we do. Um, very much a one-way communication. And the way we used to work in those days was so different. So many of us were in an office wearing a suit and tie every day. And I think you can see how much that has changed uh, to today. You know, 83% of US workers work at least part of their time outside of the office, at home. And particularly the millennial generation are really pushing more and more for this flexible working environment. Mm -hmm. And we've seen higher education initially respond to that. Things like Southern New Hampshire University, now joined by many more. And we're also starting to see K through 12 looking at how they can best meet the needs of a generation that is going into a very different work environment than their predecessors. Sure, and I would imagine even at the K-12 uh, high school level, um, student athletes, um, you know, students that are uh, you know, traveling a lot um, is a bigger thing now, and so they're able to stay connected through their coursework and things differently than they could have in the past where they were just missing you know, big chunks of uh, assignments and homework and things like that. There are, our students are always connected now. They right. are digital natives. Uh, they can Google anything at the, uh, a moment's notice. They can learn things, and so uh, I think we're, we're also looking at how can we make sure that these kids can navigate this digital landscape um, and it sounds like that's something that you guys are have a focus on as well. It, it's a big focus for us. Um, not only are the students more likely to have a cell phone than a wallet um, and a smartphone at that. <laughs> at that. Uh, the parents nowadays, you know, many families, two parents are working and work doesn't stop at five o'clock anymore. You've got your smartphone and it often goes on all night. 
So when we look at communication now between schools and families um, and getting better outcomes, our websites and our tools, it's more than just a website now, it's really about this two-way communication, allowing a continuous environment to, to occur of communication between the schools, the teachers, the parents, and the students. And I think you can see as students going more and more towards online classes, and this is a good thing. There's a lot you can get from an online class, but how does a school keep the community together? And we're seeing the website and the engagement platforms becoming far more important than, that, than they ever were. Um, and I think JW over the years has been a number of studies. There was one I saw 15 years ago, which I thought was fascinating with, I don't know if you remember the one laptop and these guys were selling, if you bought a laptop from them, they would drop a laptop into somewhere like a country like Africa, where it was very, mm -hmm. uh, there was hardly any use at the time. Kind of like Tom's shoes, you buy a pair of shoes that and they- same idea. Right, but before, Tom's so shoes. It was before, yeah. yeah. So these guys, when they dropped, they chose two villages in Africa and the first village, they dropped off the laptops and then they monitored what the kids did with them over a six month period. The second village, they went in and they got hold of the grandparents, in fact, the grandmothers mostly, mm -hmm. because the, the parents were at work and the grand, grandfathers were at work. So the grandmothers were at home. And they said to the grandmothers, we want you to help your children, help the children use these laptops. Mm -hmm. You can imagine this, a bunch of 30 something Americans going over and the grandmothers are just like, what are you talking about? We right. have no idea. But the point was, they wanted them to mentor the kids and to encourage them. And they found after a six month period, the rate of engagement was significantly higher where the grandparents were in encouraging the kids. In fact, it was almost 100% of the kids were still using the laptops after six months. In the other category where the kids were given them on their own, it was more like 50% drop off. Wow. Had just given up. And even on the ones who were still using it in that group, they were using them less than the group where the grandparent was like, oh, you know, I, I think you can work on this or you can figure this out. Just that encouragement. And even some modeling that they're willing to, to do it with them probably or, or be a part of that process. A absolutely. And I think this is a big thing. You know, we believe that uh, the complete involvement of the family helps drive better outcomes. And we're providing technology that we, we believe allows the schools to have a tighter, better connection with the parents, this two-way communication, not a blasted message anymore, but a, a two-way communication with parents and students that we believe is gonna drive much better outcomes uh, for those students. And as a parent uh, of students, you know, getting that communication um, is important, but uh, sometimes there's it's just an overwhelming amount of communication that's very generic, that doesn't apply to me. Uh, do you guys have a focus also on personalizing some of that communication, even when it may be a little bit of a mass level at a classroom level or at a school it's level? A great, it's a great point, you know, and I think all of us are inundated by emails. I think I get something like 500 to 1,000 emails a day. Oh, wow. And I have to really quickly destroy the ones that are not relevant, get rid of them as fast as I can. I'm unsubscribing off lists. So all of us are getting just blasted with information. So one of the things that we do now, which is a little bit different than it used to be, part of the training for using our products, our core ethos as a company is easy. We have to make it easy, easy for the educators, easy for the parents, easy for the students. And one of the things that we do is when we do the training, 
it's not just about press this button, press that button, because to be honest with you, our products are so easy to use. The training is more about, you've got this audience, what are the best practices around communicating effectively with the families? That's great, and that's very specific to schools and what you do. Absolutely. Uh, versus, uh, there's a lot of website companies out there in the world, uh, some better than others, but not a lot of them are solely focused on this education market, on solving these uh, challenges and these, uh, you know, looking for opportunities to improve specific things like this parent communication. Um, it really sounds like this communication tool is allowing parents to be more involved in real time, or at least much faster than um, a monthly newsletter uh, that the school uh, emails out or something like that. Uh, are you finding that as the ease of use is so important for, for teachers uh, as well as parents, are you finding that this is leading to more of that real-time communication back and forth? We are, and there's a, another very core point of what we do is, you know, if you look at um, particularly immigrant families in the United States, English is, is probably not their first language. So what our technology does is, as a parent, it allows you to select your um, language preference. And if, as a teacher, I send you a message was, in English, uh, you will receive that message in your native language. You can then respond to that message in your native language, and it will come back to me as a teacher in English. So what it does is, I think in the, you know, a lot of times in the past, and I, I see this with my friends, the kids are actually acting as translators for the parents. From the school or from the teacher? Or for, yeah, or from wherever. In, in, yeah, in a lot all, of areas. All, but. Yeah, all walks of life. So that means that the parent is on the back foot. They're feeling like they can't communicate with the school because they don't have the language skills. Well, I, I feel this breaks down the barrier mm -hmm. and makes education more equitable for, for everybody. That's great. And that's um, especially in a lot of schools, um, there may be a, a, a couple of different language barriers, not just one, you know, it's not just English or Spanish, right? You could have one student or some students from uh, different languages that a teacher may not have any background in. Absolutely. And, and, and I think we're seeing that more and more. And, and this is a great way, I think, to get the parents uh, more involved because you're right, kind of being on the back foot, this helps them kind of take control back and empowers the parents to be more engaged and more proactive with their school, with their students' teachers, um, because I've, I've seen, at least at the high school level, uh, those students that are translating uh, back to the parents, the, the full message doesn't always make it uh, there, <laughs> yes. especially if it's a discipline issue with the student or something yes. like that that's very important or an academic struggle. Um, and so I could see this really being a, a game changer for um, some of these parents as well as for these educators, because then they're gonna build a stronger school-parent connection and a parent is going to be able to be more involved in their native tongue with their student to help address the needs that they have and not let them kind of skate by. Um, that's, so that's, that's exactly it. So there's about eight languages that cover, I think, about 80% of the planet. Mm -hmm. um, we've actually translated, uh, we've got translations of up to 100 languages at the moment. Wow. So some of the more minor languages are covered as well. Um, that's big. So I, I feel we've got pretty good coverage with it. Uh, we're always looking to see, you know, do we need to add to it? Can we improve it? Uh, it's just a very big, important part of the, the, the platform. Absolutely, and we're here in uh, Austin, in Texas. Um, I'm familiar with a few of the large districts in Houston and Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, many of those districts are dealing with 75, 85 plus 
uh, different languages. Um, and so I could definitely uh, speak to uh, larger districts having that big need. But yes. even smaller districts down to the teacher level, you just never know where your students are going to come from now. And, uh, and this is a great tool. So I think that uh, we're wrapping up a little bit. I want to have kind of one last question to end on. Do you have a favorite uh, customer success story or a favorite uh, customer or a uh, uh, you know, a customer that's evolved with you over time and, and has kind of been along for the ride. Well, it's a little bit like boyfriends, right? You can never have a favorite boyfriend. Right? Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Um, so, you, you know, I wouldn't say we have a favorite, but, um, you know, there are some that really stand out. I think one of the things that we're very, we're very proud of is that our first ever customer, the very first website, the very basic message, um, they're still a customer with us. After 20 years. And yes, so they stay with us. The website's very different than, than obviously it was in the early days. Sure. And um, also you probably know, you, you, your listeners I'm sure probably know Dr. Rios. Um, uh -huh. He's um, a very big um, proponent of education. Uh, he's at uh, Fort Sam Houston Independent School District. And he's also a big believer in you know, making sure that we can engage students and engaging families is the best way to ensure success of the, of the students. Um, he's a long-term customer of ours, we're proud to have him. And if, you know, if you look at the uh, Fort Sam Houston Independent School District website, that's an example of a, an Edleo website in action. Perfect, and we'll link that to the uh, story. So if you're listening to this, you should have already checked out that link uh, to Fort Sam Houston. If you haven't, as soon as we end here, uh, go check that out. It should be available uh, right next to the podcast and the blog write-up. Well, that's all the time we have today. Um, thank you so much, Joe, for joining us. Um, this you. was really, uh, you know, good stuff and uh, really exciting to see, you know, how this is evolving and uh, also where this is going next. And so we're going to have to have you back on uh, later this year and uh, we'll talk about some more updates and uh, trends moving into 2021, which will be here before we know it. Um, <laughs> so thank you everybody out there for listening today and uh, we'll see you on our next ep episode. Okay.